Hey. Hey. Uh, you guys. Um. Yeah. 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 Incredible. Was that? <laughs> no. Okay. Um. Incredible way. Okay. Anyway. Um. So. <laughs> wow. Top ten. Top ten. Okay. Um. You guys, uh, this is it. This is the last time. This is it. Oh. And no, you are. No, uh, no y yes. And tomorrow you're going home. No. <laughs> you guys, it's not a surprise or anything. It's not like the boo. No, all of a sudden that's gonna be booze. That's gonna be booze. Wow, how is you guys are. You guys are worse than the Jews the last week of Jesus. I'm telling you that. That's worse than that. But, um, <laughs> if you know what happened last week of Jesus, well, that, that's, yeah, it changed just like that. Um, okay, so if it's so upsetting to you, and I'm sure there's some, look, there's some people here that you you are ready to go home. I mean, if you're being honest, you're going, yeah, it's good that I was here, whatever, but it's, it's, I want to go home. I miss home, whatever else. But if you, I understand some of you are like, hey, man, I don't know about, uh, you know, going home. So, then why are you going home tomorrow? Then why are you going home tomorrow? Don't want to. Uh, and some of you hit it, right? You know, hit it like, because we have to. Because our mean youth pastors and stuff, you know, only pay for one week of camp. Or we, uh, or these mean people that are in charge of the camp here is kicking us out tomorrow. And, you know, we all have to go home or whatever. And you guys, I am absolutely 100% convinced that, that 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 is not true. You are not going home tomorrow because you have to. Do you remember when the first night, and maybe you can go back and remember, do you remember the first night I asked you why you came to camp? I said, man, why'd you come to camp? And you didn't say it. I just said, if I asked you all why you came to camp, you'd have different answers, right? Well, my friends came, you know, my parents sent me here. My youth pastor talked me into it. What, you know, I, I had to come or I wanted to get away from home. Whatever you want to do, I want to be whatever it is. Do you remember what's also true? What's even deeper true than that? And I am convinced of this. And now at the end of the week, I think some of you know what I'm talking about. God decided for you to come this week. The reason why you are here this week is because God ordained for you to be here this week. I'm totally convinced of it, especially after Monday night when I saw people stand up and give their lives to Jesus Christ. I know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, God brought you here this week to give you a chance to do that. How many of you, and you don't, don't say what it is, just by raising your hand, go, you know what? Now looking back, I see at least one reason and I actually understand why God brought me here this week. Any of you. And maybe not everybody, but maybe a lot of you. Put your hands down. I am convinced tomorrow morning you are going home because God is sending you home. God's sending you guys home tomorrow. What if you actually thought that? Now you have to ask, ask the question, why? 
why would God send you away from this place where you don't have to be tempted as much and you can fellowship with other people and you can grow together and you can continue to learn? And why don't why we just stay on a mountain all together for the rest of our lives and continue to grow and worship God together like maybe we've never worshiped before? And that's, you know, why don't we do that? You know why? Because it's not about us. It's not about you. It's never been about you. It's never been about me. It's about them. Do you know who I'm talking about? It's about them. The people are down this hill, down this mountain, who do not even understand what higher power is out there. And the only higher power that they've ever experienced is the higher power of sin. Just like some of you were dead in your sins and slaves of sin, until Monday night and then you gave your life to Jesus Christ and it's a game changer do you not think there's still people down the hill that are slaves of sin if you don't you don't open your eyes yes God cares about them God cares about them he loves them as much as he loves you and he cares about them coming to know him just as much as he cares about you coming to know him. And if we all just stay up here in our nice little safe bubble, who's going to tell them? Who? It's you guys. I'm convinced God is sending you home because I'm convinced about this as a disciple. Do you remember what I said what a disciple was? What I see with God, it's somebody who follows Jesus Christ, but it doesn't end there. What's the, what's God's purpose for all of us to become more like, to become more like Jesus Christ. Do you know what? If you wrote a sentence, you said, here's, here's what a disciple is. Someone who follows Jesus in order to become like Jesus. And a lot of times we put a period at the end of that because, oh good, now I'm taken care of. That is never where it's supposed to end. We are all following Jesus in order to become more and more like Jesus in order to show and share Jesus to the world around us. You, God has a plan for you to know Jesus more, to grow in Jesus more, to become more and more like him, so you can show a picture of Jesus to the world around you down there that desperately needs to see and hear about Jesus. You're his representative. You're it. It's never about us. And sometimes I think us as Christians, we just make it about us. As long as I'm okay and my family's good, then we're good. And God's going, man, what if I thought that way? Hey, me and my son Jesus, we're good. We're good. Is that how God thought? Him and his son got together and said, it's not just about us. we got to invite more people in. Even to the place, so much so, so, so much con uh, convict, convicted about that goal that even if it meant the death of his son, then so be it if that'll get other people, your enemies should come back to know you. Wow. Guys, we have an incredible higher power inside of us, don't we? 
that God is sending us back in order to display that power. Look at Matthew chapter 5. If you want to look at the first book of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 5. It says an incredible thing. And guys, I want to talk about the power that God has given us in order to make it not about us. It's never about us. It's about him and other people. And he says these two incredible things about us that God has made us into be to be in order to, to change the world around us, honestly. And in verse 13 of chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, and he's talking to people, he's talking to his followers here, the people who have become followers of him, and he says, you got to realize you are two different things. This is what you have to see yourself as. And in verse 13, he says, you are what? The salt of the earth. And verse 14, he says, you are the light of the world. He says, you are salt and you are light. Do you understand the power of salt and light? In the, in the first century, they would understand this. They would understand there's two things. If you're writing notes, there's two things that salt does. In the first century, in Israel, salt was used. It was, an, it was a hugely valuable thing. For two reasons. One is one that we probably use salt for all the time. What do you use salt for? To make, to make something taste better, right? That's one, re that's one use for salt. That's one use for salt. Salt, if you want to write it down, salt makes things taste better. Brings out the flavor in something. Something's just bland. What do you do? Oh, you add salt to it. Every cook knows how important salt is. Number two. That's right. Yeah. You knew that. So it makes things taste better. It makes things not rot. Write that down. It makes things not rot. That's what salt does. Jesus says you're salt. Tomorrow, one reason why some of you don't even want to go home tomorrow is because of how rotten the world is around you. One reason you don't want to go is because of how rotten it is at home, how rotten it is at school, how rotten it is maybe in your neighborhood. And this is way better up here. And look at all of us. We're all salt, all together. And down there, you guys, the reason why you're going back into a bland or even a rotting world is because you're salt. And you are the one, you're the one that God is going to use to help it not rot quite as much. Wow. Did you realize that you were, you are the one that's being sent by God to help things not stink? Honestly. To go and just make the world around you taste a little bit better. The way that you are becoming like Jesus Christ, the way Jesus Christ did it when he was on this earth. When he walked around, he was salt. 
make things taste better, makes things not rot. That's what you are. You're light. Light does two things too in the first century. Light, if you want to write it down, it shows someone where they are. You go into a room, it's dark, you flip the switch, why? So you can see what's in the room. You can see where you are. You can see stuff around you. If it's really dark, I'd want a light to be so I don't like fall off a step or I don't, you know, trip over something. I, I see where I am. That's what the light's for. There's a second use for a light in the first century. What they would do is they would go inside, you know, light, 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 light the lamp, you know, in the room. Hey, you light up the lamp in the room so you can see where you are. And then if you wanted to, you could take that lamp off the stand, walk outside. And now what are you using it as? A guide. Flashlight. You're using it. So light shows you where you are. Light also shows someone how to get where they need to be. Write it down. Light shows people where they are, and light shows people how to get where they need to be. You are the light. The reason why some of you do not want to go home tomorrow is because how dark your home is. How dark your neighborhood is, how dark your school is, how dark that team is, how dark the people around you are. It's just dark. And that's why you don't want to go. And that's exactly the reason why God is sending you home. All kinds of lights just staying in one room? Are you kidding? Isn't it way better to spread the light around so there's no more darkness anywhere? That's you. Guys, you are the ones. There are people at home that are in darkness and they don't know where they are. They don't know. They even prefer to be in darkness because they don't even want to see where they are. And so for some people, you're going to show where they are and they're going to thank you. For other people, you're going to show where they are and they're going to say, turn off the light. I don't want to see this. But they need to see it. Remember what God does and now what you do. You don't necessarily give somebody what they want. What do you want to give them? Give them what they need. Give them what they need. Don't tell them what they want. Tell them what they need. Don't show them what they want to be shown. Show them what they need to be shown. Just like deep down, that's what you wanted and you were shown on Monday. Or Tuesday night when you realized how you needed to repent. Or whatever it is, you're going, hey, I need to show somebody where they are. Do you understand you're on a, on a cliff? You don't see it, but you're about to fall off and you're about to die. Do you see that you're a slave of sin? I want to turn on the light so you can see you're chained up. You don't even see the chains on you. I want to show you where you are in life. I care about you. 
I just want to show you. But I don't want to just show you where you are and just go, see, you're chained up, and then turn off the light. Good luck. I also want to show you how to get where you need to be. Follow me, and I'll be a light that brings you to Jesus. That just shows you Jesus. Let me just show you him. Here's my lamp. Let me just show you Jesus. That's where you need to be. Did you realize that's the power that God has made you to be? You see what it says here? Verse 13, you're the salt of the earth. And then Jesus says this. I, he says this, I think, for good reason. He says, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. He says, you guys are the salt of the earth. And basically all he's saying is this. So act like salt. Because if, if you're salt and you never act like salt, how good are you? They're not good for anything. You're not any better than just dirt. And some, he says that because he knows that some of us who are salt, that's what we are. We need to go, God, I have not been acting like salt. That's not what I've been. But it's time. It's time for you to act like you are. It's what you are. He says the same thing about a light. Look what he says about lights. You're the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. That's the light that tells people where they are oh, or, or where they can get. Oh, wow, I'm looking for the town. There's the light. Oh, I can go. I can get to where I need to go because I see this light. Then he says, neither do people put light a lamp and put it under, under a bowl. That's where it shows people where they are. You don't, you don't light a lamp in a room and then put it under a bowl? Why would you, why would you hide the light? he says no instead they put it on the stand and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven that they'd see the kind of person you are and they'd see wow that's something that i can need to be too and then they can you can lead them to the father you can say here he's the this is the one that's time in other words, he's just saying the same thing. Your light, stop hiding the light. You're never going to not be light, you guys, if you're a follower of Jesus. It's just whether you want to show it or not. But why would we not in a dark world, if we really understand where people are and you have any kind of love for anybody at all, why would we not let our light shine to show people where they are and show people how they can get where they need to be? what you are for me i'm just going to tell you why i wouldn't i'm going to tell you right now why i wouldn't if i heard this message and i'm you know you and i'd be like well i'll tell you why because i'm not ready because <laughs> i'm not because i'm not able i mean you're asking like i go home and what am i even going to say what if i say something dumb what if i don't say the right thing what if what if you know i i turn a lot and then it's just it's, it just wrecks what if, i'm not ready yet and i need to i need to wait until i'm ready so i'm going to keep growing and growing and one day i'll be ready and then finally i'll do this and god never tells you to wait until you're ready 
ever. Because this is what I learned, you guys. This is incredible. God is not asking any of us to be ready. He's not asking any of us to be able to do this. He's not. And if you've been listening all this week, we already know why he's not doing that. Because none of us will ever be ready. And none of us will ever be able to do it. We're not salt and light on our own. Turn to Acts, you guys. It's just a couple books over. Acts is the first chapter, okay? Acts, the first chapter. At the end of the book of Luke, who also wrote Acts, Jesus rises from the dead. He tells his disciples, hey, there's a message of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. There's a message of the gospel of good news to share with other people. And then he tells his disciples, you're going to have this power come to you, but wait in Jerusalem until you get it in order to be able to share this with other people. And it's crazy. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus is about to ascend into heaven. He's risen from the dead. He's been with his disciples another 40 days to get them set up to begin the church. And he's about to leave them. But remember, he's not going to leave them alone because he's going to leave. And who is he going to send to them? The Holy Spirit. And from that point on, everybody who's a follower of Jesus has the Holy Spirit. And then he says one huge thing. This is the one thing he tells them, his last words about what the Holy Spirit is going to be in our lives to do. He says in verse 8, Acts 1, 8, but you, you will receive what? Power. In other words, you're powerless right now. You don't have the power to do this. You will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my what? Witnesses. In Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He says, you know what? You cannot do this. You cannot do this without the Holy Spirit. But here's the deal. The Holy Spirit is going to come. The Holy Spirit is going to live inside of you. The Holy Spirit is going to empower you in order for you to do this. I'm not asking you to be ready. Jesus is going, I'm not asking any of you guys to be ready. I'm not asking any of you guys to be able to do this. You're writing something down. Write this down. Jesus doesn't ask us to be ready or able. Jesus asks us to be willing. Jesus asks you to be willing. Are you willing? to be used by the Holy Spirit who inside of you is the Holy Spirit ready? Yes. Is the Holy Spirit able? Yes. Then all you have to do is be willing. Yes. Jesus told his disciples in the book of Luke, he said, there's going to be times where you're going to be set in front of other people in order to share the good news, in order to be a witness. And he tells them, don't worry about even what you're going to say. Because the Holy Spirit will give you the words if you would just open your mouth and just be willing to speak it. Here I go. I have no idea what I'm going to tell this person. I just know I want to tell them about Jesus. I want to show them where they are. I want to show them how to get there. Holy Spirit, I'm jumping in. It's all up to you. Do you know what verse you guys just learned today? 
Did you did did you read? Like, I, do you understand the verse you just learned today? What is that? First Corinthians two, four, and five. What's the first part of it say? My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. What he's saying, if you read the whole chapter, he says this, God uses the foolish, God uses the useless, God uses people that don't even know how they're doing it. They have, he uses people that aren't ready, he uses people that aren't able, and he uses people like us because when actually something happens, we can't take credit. And that other person will say, how in the world are you sharing this with me? And you're going to go, I don't know, it's God. Because I, was, I wasn't ready, and I'm not able, but I was just willing to just go. I was willing to just open my mouth and start talking. And you're going to stumble over your words. Paul couldn't speak very well. He didn't say anything. When any, guys, he was one of the best missionaries there were in the first century. Went from city to city, sharing the gospel, and he did it horribly. He didn't know how to talk. He didn't know what to say. He wasn't wise. He didn't have any persuasive words. He, he didn't even know how to talk somebody into it. But you know what he had? The Holy Spirit. And you know what else he had? Willingness. I'm willing to do it. I don't know how to do it. That's fine. The Holy Spirit knows how to do it. I'm not ready to do it. That's great. Holy Spirit's ready. And the whole, one reason the Holy Spirit lives inside of you is because he is desperately wanting to speak through you the message of Jesus Christ to other people. How about we just let him? Open our mouths and just talk. Show people where they are. Show people how to get where they need to be. Help things not rot. Help things, help life taste a little bit better with how you are and what you say. And be a witness of Jesus Christ. That's what a disciple does. I want you to do this, you guys. You got a paper? Just number one, two, three, four, five. You got a spot? Just number one, two, three, four, five. I want you to do this. I want you to just think of, you can do it now. You can fill in a name now. You can do it later as it comes to you, as the Holy Spirit even brings the names to you. Start writing down names of people that are in darkness, people that are rotting, people that are slaves of sin. They are not followers of Jesus that are back at home. That right now, if, if, if God brings somebody to your mind right now, I'm telling you, there's a really good, that's probably why he's sending you home tomorrow. That's probably who he's sending you home to. Write down somebody in your family. Write down a name of somebody in your neighborhood. Maybe write down a name of somebody in your school, in your class. Write down the name of somebody on your sports team. or other kind of group that you're in. Write down the name of an enemy. Write down the name of an enemy. 
because you might be there. You're you might be their enemy, but you are going to be their light and their salt to love them, to share with them and show them the message of Jesus Christ. And if you cannot think of one person, not even one, then your prayer to go home is this. Holy Spirit, open my eyes so I can see people that I haven't seen before that are around me that I need to be salt and light to. Pray that you be able to recognize and see that person and you won't pass them over. And that's your prayer. Because all of us are salt and light. If any of you guys say, I'm ready to do it, you're not ready. If you're still saying, PJ, this is, I can't do this. You're exactly, exactly where you need to be. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Let's just be willing. God, I pray that uh, you'd help us remember tomorrow. Help us just remember this. God, we are not going home because uh, it's the end of the camp and we got to go home. And I, God, we know that you are the powerful God, Yahweh, the self-existing one, the one who is ultimately in control of all things and everyone and everything. And we know, we know you have a plan for us in exactly the place and the part of the world that you are placing us in when we go back home. And all of us are being scattered tomorrow in all different places, in all different cities, in all different neighborhoods, with around all different people. God, so that we who have begun to see what it means to be salt and light ourselves, that we would be salt and we would be light to a world that is rotting and tasteless and a world that's in darkness and needs to be shown where they need to be, just like we did. Oh God, we're not, we're not ready. Holy Spirit, we are not able to do this. We don't even know what to say, but you do. So we hand our lives over to the higher power that's within us, the power that you've given us, Jesus Christ, in order to be witnesses, the power of your Holy Spirit who lives within us. So Holy Spirit, we're done saying no to you. We're going to say okay, and we're going to be willing to be used by you and just plain open our mouths and share. Got to pray that for all of us, and myself included, that we'd all do that in your name. Amen.